Welcome to episode 167 of the Twim Show. This is your host, Ajit Islam. And today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of June 26th through 30, 2023. First off, um, time's up for Universal Analytics. It is now time for you to embrace GA4 if you haven't already done so. Just so that you know, GA4, uh, Universal Analytics will stop processing data on July 1st, although, um, you know, it's Google is going to slowly roll that out. So even if it's processing in your account, just so that you know, it's going to stop processing. By now, you should have moved over to GA4. If for some reason you haven't and you need help, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, although I would say don't uh, reach out to us just because, you know, by now um, you should be on GA4 uh, I don't mean to contradict myself. It's just that we already have a lot of work uh, on hand. And after I said that, I was like, oh, crap, what did they offer? Because we cannot um, afford, we cannot actually take on new clients uh, unless we add more headcounts. And we are not in a position to add headcounts right now just because it's going to distract us from the work we are doing uh, at the moment for our clients. Okay, but if you need help uh, in finding another, you know, company uh, who can handle your GF4 migration, then do reach out and I will try my best to point you to, um, there are a lot of good uh, vendors out there who can take care of you. Okay, with that, uh, next up is uh, Google is um, basically encouraging everyone to upload conversation or to transfer, con uh, to import conversions from Google Analytics into Google Ads um, because they're saying that you know, if you do that, it's going to help you with more, um, getting more from your Google Ads um, uh, campaign. I kind of seem to agree with that just because you know, I've seen that you know, the more data you feed into Google Ads, the better it works because you know, Google, as long as Google knows who are your customers who are converting, not just from Google Ads, but also from offline or from other means on your website, that really gives Google a big, good picture of who that customer they should target and who, where should this uh, search ad should show up and not show up. Okay, so try doing this import if it um, if you're still running your own google ads or ask your ads person to do it next up youtube has revamped their imperson impersonation policy for fan channels it's just that so many people are co copycatting uh, others content and you know they're just creating this faceless ch um, channels things like that so but this one Primarily targets fan channels required them to clearly state that they are non-affiliation with the entities they support. Uh, they need to so basically, if you have a fan channel, cha uh, you need to explicitly mention um, the you know people don't get uh, confused that this is not market and grow channel but market and grow fan channel, right? Uh, other than that, nothing else. Uh, business is as us usual, but you know you don't want to be you know be on the wrong side of Google. So if you are, if you have a fan channel, um, please make sure you do the right do the right things. 
Microsoft has uh, updated their um, policies for better compliance and user safety. So from July 1st, which was two days ago, uh, Microsoft will put into action defined structure for penalties targeting advertisers who do not adhere to these guidelines. Sanctions will range from disapproval of ad components to immediate suspension of services for severe violations. Uh, Modification. Microsoft will now accept advertisements for vitamins and supplements within the network provided they refrain from making extravagant health claims. It, it's also amended that these ads link directly to a product page rather than an advertorial article or video. In addition, gambling advertisements will be permitted in jurisdictions where such promotion is legal, contingent upon advertisers having the necessary operating licenses. Changes in gambling ad regulations are also slated for Belgium and Netherlands from July 2023. I'm going to skip that because obviously most of my listeners are from the U.S. Uh, And then other than that, everything else, uh, they are also saying advertisements for clinical trials and experimental medical treatments will be globally banned and adult-oriented advertising will no longer be accepted in Hungary or Poland. Um, other than that, okay, some of most of this policy is taken to effect on July 1st, 2023. Um, so you now know everything to be, you know, on top of things. If there's a specific policy that you think applies to you, then check out the show notes. Now, moving into SEO front, uh, Google's uh, John Mueller has offered valuable insights into the role of semantic HTML in en- enhancing website content comprehension for search engines. Mueller clarifies its influence on SEO accessibility and indirectly search rankings. So semantic HTML is not a directly ranking uh, does not help you with direct ranking, but it can help you with, uh, you know, be, it can help you with uh, ranking. So what is semantic HTML? Semantic HTML can be described uh, as those elements like heading, paragraphs, lists, tables, links, images, articles, sections, asides, and figures. Uh, So these are those HTML tags that goes in your HTML page and that helps you to describe uh, the content. For example, when you use a tag like HTML tag like div or span, it doesn't really tell the search engine uh, what that content is going to be all about. But when you use a tag like form or table or article, it clearly c- defines what kind of content is going to be there. So if you have a like you know a tag called form and then you put name, first name, last name, and whatnot, the search engine can then actually understand. Oh, this is a form can make sense out of it and then obviously it knows what to do right so what john miller is saying look uh while semantic html does not directly influence your ranking but it will help you in the long run why is that like imagine search engines uh which is spiders or crawlers are machine languages when it comes to your web page and it says something like div it just makes any other div like what does div mean right it's a division in the page but when it says a form it says ha this is a form so they're taking a form or they're talking about a table this is a table tag so it gives some context more context to that uh, stuff inside that table tag and then you know obviously it helps uh, to categorize and you know um, 
store it in Google's machines uh, or databases so that next time someone is looking for it, um, they can go fetch it directly. So that's what I think Ju- John is referring to. Uh, and he's saying, you know, try to use semantic HTML as much as possible. Um, it's because it helps you and also obviously it also assists uh, screen reader software in interpreting web content uh, for visually impaired users, ensures keyboard navigability, enhances the usability of assistive technologies uh, and promotes responsive web designs for various devices. Okay, Uh, now... You know, obviously, if you're a business owner, you would not be able to do this on your own. You would need to work with your web developer and make sure I mean, not all of your website has to have semantic HTML, but try to use as much as possible. Right. Uh, and this has to be a conscious effort. Uh, if you're just trying to if you're trying to rank and you're just like, you know, paying, doing keyword stuffing, that is so 1980s, 19, not 1980s, 1990s and two th- early 2000 that you don't want to do that anymore. You want to kind of de- tweak and have good content and obviously have all this stuff like, you know, the structured metadata the uh, semantic HTML and then obviously good quality content explaining what is it that you know what's the solution to the problem you're trying to solve through your web page or through the blog will help. Okay, next up is Google is phasing out sitema- uh, sitemaps ping in endpoint. So what are sitemap uh, sitemaps ping endpoint? So up until this this uh, phase out. You could do simply like google.com slash ping, P-I-N-G, with a question mark, and then you could do sitemap equals to marketandgrow.com slash sitemap.xml. So anyone could actually do a sitemap ping. That's what it's called. You could basically, anyone without without being authenticated, anyone could just do this, which is like, you know, I could type in, like, you know, I'm sitting in my browser, and I could just type in, like, sitemap.com, oh, sorry, google.com slash ping with a question mark. Uh, that question mark tells you, hey, I'm going to send you a parameter, and then parameter is sitemap equals to cnn.com slash uh, sitemap.xml or whatever the file name is, and send it to Google. And Google is saying, hey, we're going to stop this. What we have found out is that you know, this causes a lot of spam and it doesn't really help. So now going forward, the way to do it is obviously you have to go to Search Console and send your sitemap. Uh, well, that's good. And the other thing is Google is saying that you want to um, use last modified date, uh, which is the last mod value. We have covered this in our show in the past, you want to use that because that will tell Google what pages have changed, right? What was the last modification date? So uh, it's no longer open to all, like, you know, just people sending bunch of sitemaps, people have robots and, you know, crap, sending it to Google all day long and pinging and pinging and pinging and overloading Google servers. And also it's the same thing with Bing. So they're saying that uh, other than that, um, just so that you know, Google doesn't use change frequency priority elements for sitemap. You want to use the last mod element. And if you need help, obviously, you know, talk to a um, um, SEO professional. Now, Google is not promising just because you're going to start using uh, updating sitemaps through Search Console. It's going to uh, process any faster. Uh, Google is saying it's going to be the same. It's just that we are, don't want you to use unauthenticated methods just because, you know, it just overloads our system and it's primarily used by spammers. 
Now, this is an interesting question that came up this week was, is Google delivering on its promises? Because there was an article on Wall Street Journal and a research done by Adalytics that says that 80, 80% of this ads served across the web by YouTube are infringing upon its own service terms, potentially costing Google billions in refunds and shaking the advertiser's trust. So what this basically means is that, well, when you put up an ad on um, YouTube and you sh- uh, tell YouTube, hey, you can show this ad on my partner sites, uh, Google Video Partners program, most of the time, uh, these ads are playing on sites where the you know volume is muted, it's unskippable and auto-played off-screen, right? So basically, while Google is saying that people are actually watching your videos or ads when they're they're not muted, uh, they're getting the full YouTube experience and they are um, skippable and not automatically played. This research from Adalytics saying, you know, that's not true. Google is actually just taking your money and is just throwing through, uh, throwing it to third-party sites, and it's just causing a lot of issues. Now, I kinda agree with Adalytics. Obviously, I've seen myself where, you know, if I were to run search campaigns on search partner sites, I have no clue on where the sites are, what's being run, uh, what the queries are, things like that. Um, so. Given that, I mean, obviously Google has to kind of get into the defensive position and kind of, um, you know, uh, respond. So far they're saying, hey, that is not true. The methods they use is not accurate and things like that. So Google is in a little bit of hot soup. I just want you to, you to know there's nothing for you to do at this point. Just keep, be cognizant of that and maybe, you know, have your, ask your team, ask your vendors, hey, are you using uh, Google Video Partners? If so, uh what are the results? Do we need to kind of you know taper off of that and just focus on the main YouTube uh, or whatnot? It's up to you to decide. Um, I just wanted you to be, uh, you know, be aware that this is happening and how this shakes out is something we will see. And if there are any you know updates to this issue, I will bring it to this show. Next up, uh, Google's ads liaison, uh, Jeannie Marvin, uh, talked about uh, Google's uh, value-based bidding. Uh, which to clear up misconceptions and responding to queries. Uh, what value-based bidding is, is actually it aims to maximize conversion value within your budget and optional return on ad spend. Now, having said that, this is where I'm going to stop because it's a very big concept uh, and I cannot just you know, explain to you in two minutes to the whole thing how this works. But I am going to put a link to the Twitter thread where Jeannie went through and uh, talked all about value-based bidding check it out and see if this helps you or not i would think you know it holds a lot of weight in terms of what how genie is explaining now obviously for everything you need to test 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 to make sure it applies to you and you are actually profitable um, so then again this is something you you will ask your team ads team hey are we doing using value based bidding how is it working for us or something else better for us you need to ask them talking about asking your team, you need to also uh, be aware of that Google has introduced uh, new brand settings for search and performance max campaigns. These updates are expected to provide advertisers with increased control over and precision over their ad targeting, notably involving broad match and brand exclusions. Previously, you could only do exact matches and that has allowed you to like, you know, miss out some of the opportunities with this broad match uh, with brand uh, settings which is one is, um, you know, it allows you to take use it as if it's an exact match, but it's actually a broad match. Um, you need to test it out 
you know if this actually helps you with or not but again I would just run Google experiment uh, with 20% of your budget and see if this really uh, helps or not the last update of this week is that Google is tightening its rules on third-party click tracking right and this is gonna get enforced from August 28th uh, what this basically means is the third-party click first of all let me explain what third-party click tracking services are they are basically uh, things uh, like services companies that use to monitor and analyze the performance of their online advertising campaigns so these are coming from uh, companies like such as Clickmeter volume improvedly link tracker click magic so basically what happens after someone clicks all right. Uh, these services help advertisers understand which ads are performing well and which aren't by tracking the number of clicks. They provide insights into effectiveness of various ads. Uh, by understanding which ads are receiving more clicks, advertisers can tweak their campaigns accordingly. Uh, click tracking can provide insights into user behavior, behavior which type of ads are more appealing to users what time users are more likely to click on ads blah 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 and the list goes on now google is saying starting august 28 if you are using an unapproved uh, vendor for click tracking uh, then you are gonna be in a world of pain right and you need to use a list of approved vendors uh, and I think it makes sense because this is going back into the whole reason for moving away from uh, cookie-based tracking. It's just privacy is a big thing. And Google does not want to enable, uh, you know, third-party things that are, you know, violating uh, pri privacy, looking, snooping on users, things like that. So, you know, I am in the show notes. I have the link to the policy as well as the list of approved partners. Go ahead and check it out if you are using third-party click tracking services. And with that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. This is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.